Welcome to the 5 and 8 Podcast. I'm your host, Michael DiNicola. This is the podcast that talks to amateur runners from the 518 area code who juggle family and work while training for distance races on the weekend. Today I'm speaking with Aaron Knobloch. Aaron is an elite masters runner from Niskanen, New York, who currently runs as a member of the Albany Running Exchange Racing Team right here in the Capital Region. Aaron has been running since middle school and ran Division I cross country and track and field at Bucknell University. His lifetime PRs are 242.12 for the marathon, 15.45 for the 5K, and 32.30 for the 10K. Recently, he ran in the fall of 2021 London Marathon. Tune into this episode to find out about his marathon and all things Aaron Knobloch. Okay, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. So um, this is kind of uh, late getting around to this, but um, I wanted to ask you just what it was like to run in the London Marathon. Uh, you just ran 253.23 in the London Marathon this past fall. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us about the experience and the training that led to this performance and things surrounding your travel plans, environment, and all the COVID protocol hoops that you had to jump through. Well, that's that's a that's a ton of questions there, but I'll hopefully uh, give you a good answer. Uh, so the London Marathon in 2020, you know, it was in April and obviously canceled due to COVID, and I was signed up for uh, that marathon, and I got uh, an invitation to the London Marathon because I was qualified for the first ever World Age Group championships so i'm 45 but um back in 2019 you know or 20 sorry 2018 uh you know i was uh you know 40 42 41 and uh i can and and ran uh 243 uh at uh cim and then i ran t- uh, in the 250s at boston and um and Abbott and the World Marathon Majors started this um, uh, competition where they ranked the top, you know, the marathoners in the 40 to 45, 46 to 49, et cetera, um, uh, age groups uh, invited the top 100, you know, 40 to 45 marathoners of that cycle. Uh, to a championship, and then they announced the championship would be in London. So, and when that announcement took place was 2019 pre-COVID. It's very, it's very difficult to get an invitation to London if you're not a UK resident. Lottery is notoriously overbooked, and and the probability of getting an invitation is is very difficult. And so, um, so to get an opportunity to get an invitation to run it. Was like, yeah, yeah, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to run a world marathon major that I probably wouldn't have, you know, spent the years trying to get in through the lottery and, and get an invitation. So I was pretty jazzed about it. You know, there was a couple of pitfalls along the way. So um, when COVID hit in February 2020, I was actually not running at all. So um, the London was in April. I had plane tickets, but I ha- hadn't run a s- December and 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 barely anything since October. I was suffering from some severe chronic pain in my left leg, and I just wasn't sure what to do. And it was painful to sit and do other things in a, due to pain in my hips and my leg. Uh, so it wasn't looking good for me to compete in in London uh, in that marathon 2020. I probably would have gone and tried to participate, but it wasn't going to be a great showing. So, um, but uh, London got canceled and it got postponed to October 2021. And they kept this world, you know, they gave us all the option to, you know, bow out or we could keep our spot. And and when they held the marathon in 21. Um, you know, we could do it. And so by the time that rolled around, gotten my problem diagnosed and was on some medication. And, and now I'm sort of been able to manage the issue that I had. Um, and I started ramping up my miles in the summer of 2020 and, you know, motivated by the fact that, you know, I wanted to be fit enough that I could get to the fitness level I had in late 2019 and be competitive in my age group, especially since uh, the 21 London Marathon meant that I was aging up into the 45 to 49 age group. 
uh, instead of competing against uh, 40 to 45 year olds being much faster than me. So, uh, so, uh, so I ran actually virtual London in October 2020, uh, and you know, so got from zero miles, you know, basically zero miles run, started run walking in April May of 2020, and by you know, early October, I ran a uh, very controlled, like 257, 258, something like that, uh, on my own on the bike path virtually, and then uh, sort of went into 21 with the, you know, starting to do some races as races sort of opened up. And so, uh, you know, I did a few races. I did the you know, with Helderberg, the Hudson, and the run, the river, and, um, you, know, di- you know, different races and prep. And I certainly was not in the shape I was in in 2018, 2019, but, um, you know, I felt like there was potential to be under 250 and uh, pretty jazzed that I was able to stay fit and, and be ready to go to London. Great experience, uh, maybe a little bit of a lonely experience traveling by myself to London, um, but, uh, you know, I negotiated the code protocols. I, I hadn't traveled myself on a plane since, uh, the pandemic started. So it was the first time I'd ever been on a plane and, you know, since January, 2020, uh, which was an experience. Um, the planes were about half full. I got a COVID test, uh, before I left. I took a COVID test after I arrived, you know, knots, because I think some of that sort of came to roost when I was in London. Speaking about, you know, maintaining yourself and recovery, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your recovery process when a race beats you up like a marathon? (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't generally, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this probably empathize with this, but, um, you get done with the marathon and you tell yourself you're going to, you know, take a week off. And then, and I, and I generally do not try to run or, or, or do, you know, strenuous activity in the week after, but inevitably you're like, Oh, I want to get going. You know, it's at some point you're, you're thinking, Oh, um, you know, suddenly you get some thoughts about some another goal that's, you know, in the future and, and you get out there and you sort of work your way back. So, uh, I'd say, um, you know, uh, good massage therapy. Um, you know, I, I, my wife, who's you know also a great runner herself. You know, we have all the we have all the tools at home. So you know, I, I definitely am a proponent of um, boots for for you know recovery of legs. Uh, I use the stick a lot. Um, um, we've got a little like portable stem, sort of nice when we have some injuries. So those are the kind of things that I, I generally, after a big workout or a big race, we'll, we'll do boots, um, the night, uh, after, although not, obviously not possible in London, but I generally would use boots to help me recover. would be like my number one go-to thing. Did you compete in high school and college before all this? And uh, yeah. maybe tell us more about how you got started and what inspired you to start running and competing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I, I grew up, uh, well, I grew up in a few different places, but in high school, I went to high school in Evergreen, Colorado and graduated class of 94. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe some of your, uh, your listeners have read like the Running with the Buffaloes book, but, you know, I, she, you know, I graduated in high school uh, in Colorado the same year as Adam Goucher and a few other folks, Adam Batliner, Tom Brees, who were all, you know, uh, care, you know, uh, people that were profiled in that uh, famous book. Uh, actually, was in the same uh, district and competed many times against Tom Tom Reese and Adam Batliner and Adam Batliner and and Jay Johnson who's also in the book and and Adam and I actually competed against each other in middle school um, at times so um, yeah so I, I I started running maybe summer track in the middle school time time frame and that's you know is one of those things where your parent signs you up for. Uh, you know, here's do this track thing as something to do over the summer and you do it and you have some sort of instant success. So I, you know, I think I ran, you know, like 
as a seventh grader, not, I mean, not, no stupendous times, but I was running like 250 in high tops, you know, for 800. And, and uh, so I sort of dropped baseball. And it's like, oh, you know, this is my thing. And so I, I started, I did summer track until I got to high school. And then I uh, joined the cross country team and, and uh, did middle school track. And then, you know, and then did track through high school and, uh, and, and cross country. Um, I had uh, not, uh, I would say, I didn't have a Division One type pedigree. Um, my PRs in high school were pretty um, pedestrian. I, I never broke five minutes in the in the open mile or 1600 what we ran. Um, uh, and I and I was uh, I was my best time was like a 1647 in in cross country. Um, and I was, and I was, you know, like an all district and cross, but I, my track, you know, times and success, you know, competitions never really worked out well for me. But I had, uh, you know, when you're young, you have naive expectations of what you can do. And so I, uh, I went and decided to go to Bucknell University and I had gotten, at least had some with the coach and, you know, and said, you know, I want to come out for the team. And so, you know, I ended up, um, ended up, uh, you know, walking on to the team and ran as a JV runner uh, for most of the time I was there. I mean, there isn't really a JV status, but I was part of the team for four years. I was a letter winner for four years at Bucknell, and I saw some pretty big improvements. But it's it's sort of you know you don't you realize now that you know you're going in there as somebody who whose um, you know you know teammates were running 440 in middle school. And you never broke five minutes in high school, um, and some of which ran, you know, Kinney cross country championships, just now as you know, foot known as Foot Locker. Um, so, so I, I, uh, but I went there, and it was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I love Bucknell. I, uh, the people on the that I met, and my teammates from college, and in cross country and track, or you know some people that I stay in touch with, uh, uh, you know, to this day, and and we have a very tight knit group of people that uh, you know really care for each other and see each other all the time. So um, you know, it really helped me as being more of a shy, introverted type to make a lot of friends and 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 be part of something. And I, and I was able to you know see enough improvement that I was able to actually uh, make a conferences team for outdoor track and do do some great what I. I for myself, meet sort of the goals that I had for college, which was do enough to be able to make varsity in a in a conference. Spurred me on to do, you know, the love of running from those times sort of has helped probably keep the uh, passion going for, uh, you know, post uh, post collegiate. Although I'd say that I took. Uh, about five years off of serious running after college to pursue my PhD. Uh, when I moved to the Albany area is when I uh, started to running. I, I sort of looked at myself and said, hey, you've got to get yourself in shape. You know, you can be better than this. And so um, so I started running and, and through running, I've really met uh, many of the people that, uh, you know, I'm closely friends with the Albany Run Exchange and, uh, you know, meeting uh, Josh Merlis uh, and his encouragement to sort of join them on some barn loops and 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 then start, you know, work at the track and, and, you know, and be part of the what is now the AREP uh, you know, racing team. So, um, so, yeah, that's sort of my journey, you know, really running middle school through through Division One, and then you know ultimately um, you know um, you know still you know keeping at it even even in my master's days here. Wow! And uh, you know you said your wife D runs, and uh, mm -hmm. your your wife and children run, run as well. What do you think of a husband and a dad who runs as fast as you do and as often as you do? I don't know if they quite understand it. Maybe because it's such a normal part of D and I's life. You know, obviously, you know, one of the other, you know, great things about running for me has been the ability to meet D, and and uh, I wouldn't have ever done that without the ARE, 
they all been running exchange, uh, you know, as she was a member and I was a member and we were sort of introduced or, or, um, you know, through mutual friends through the club and, you know, the fact that the club exists, you know, help bring us together and, and, and find people that have a lot of similar interests, not just running, but, you know, um, other things. Uh, but, uh, the kids, no, uh, I mean, Allie, I, so I have three kids. Uh, Allison is 10 and the tw we have twin boy and girl and they're five. Um, um, Allison has done like a mile race and in a 5k, um, but not really anything since pandemic. Um, and, you know, she's not uh, sort of uh, seems super interested in taking up sort of the family business. Uh, um, so I, I maybe a little bit more hope that um, um, uh, the one of the twins like Maggie or Cam will be uh, interested in track. But I, I'm not really a super proponent of of encouraging running as a sport, uh, you know, pre preteen. Um, I'm, I'm sort of apt to let them explore a lot of different team sports and, and other activities that can help flexibility, core strength, um, coordination. And, you know, I think running is always going to be there, but I don't think there's much to be gained by, you know, starting early. Whereas in some of the, you know, other sports, like, you know, my Allison does softball, you know, you got to learn the skills at a young age to be older. Um, you know, I think running, uh, people, you know, I think people can come to it later and, you know, when it's time, they may discover that, you know, that's what they, uh, you know, may want to do. But, um, you know, Allison is fully engaged in gymnastics and softball and the twins are, you know, super young. So one of the things we did during the pandemic, which is sort of cool, is um, Ari had one of these like uh, competition, team competitions to see what group of people could get the most miles in. I, I forget what it's called, but... Um, we sort of entered as family and and so obviously d and i were running and putting in our miles but um but uh uh the, we got the kids also registered them and they um and they uh did we did a little bit of a, a one mile every day either walking or running to get them from our house to the top of the hill and back in Miskiuna and um and so that was sort of fun as a camaraderie activity during the pandemic and um uh, and, you know, to get, sort of get them out there. But I don't, you know, I think the kids, the twins know we're fast and Allie knows we do races, but, it, you know, and I, and, you know, but I don't know if they necessarily grasp, you know, all putting in all the time and, you know, uh, and what it all means just yet, you know. And we, we've talked, you've mentioned the Albany running exchange a couple of times mm -hmm. during our conversation mm -hmm. here. Um, can you tell us more about, the team that you're running with, how they support your running. Also, you know, I've noticed in some of our team meetings, and of course your team is my team, um, you're called the dean of the team. Can you tell us the history on that one? Well, I, maybe I self-appointed myself the dean of the team. I mean, ultimately the dean of the team is probably Josh because he originated the, uh, the team in general, but I sort of uh, coined that I'm the longest serving member of the team who isn't uh, so, um, yeah, no, it was part of sort of the original setting up of having our own, I think, you know, part of it is like, hey, you know, we had this great group of friends and guys uh, that we ran with all the time and we did workouts with, you know, uh, Andrew McCarthy, um, Josh, um, some, you know, some other people, Eamon Dempsey, some other people I'm probably forgetting. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we should put together our own USATF team and, you know, try to compete with, uh, you know, the Willow Streets and the other the other teams that were out there. And, you know, uh, you know, at the time, you know, we were like in our 30s and and, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, let's go out there and, you know, try to compete and do some events together and whatnot. And so so we, you know, Josh organized a meeting and invited some people and drew up some rules with Tom. And, you know, I was definitely one who signed day to said, yeah, you know, I'm definitely for doing that. And uh, so sort of an original member of of the team that, you know, Josh and, and Tom uh, really put together at the time. And so. Um, 
you know, Tom, Tom's, uh, you know, not with the team now, but, you know, certainly Josh, you know, isn't as active given his constraints as, you know, managing his business and the ARE and everything that he does. But, you know, it's great to see that he's getting out there and running again now and, and, and starting to compete. So it'll be fun as he's turning uh, masters now to be able to do some races and team competitions with Josh. Having the ARE team, one of the valuable things, my opinion, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, it also gives us some goals to sort of shoot for. So, you know, in order to, I mean, there's definitely people who, you know, there's definitely some markers to make to sort of get uh, more support and more backing from the team in terms of competing at outside or, or national events. And, and uh, so it's given us things to shoot for, you know, obviously, you know, goals in terms of what I want to do as a master's, you know, I look at those sort of team standards that we have for the master's way, like, okay, I want to get to that a standard of, you know, what is viewed as, as top notch, you know, master's times and try to achieve that. And, and, and certainly it's also driven D who, who joined the, you know, at the time the teams, uh, you know, joined the team uh, later as she's got in one of the A standards by uh, running 305 in the, in the marathon, um, you know, several years ago. And so, um, you know, definitely totally interested in, you know, uh, you know, trying to go out there and represent the club, which, you know, as I've stated earlier is, you know, uh, been, a, you know, had a big impact in, you know, in my thirties, um, in my life. And, you know, uh, you know, definitely believe in, you know, all the things that the club's about and want, you know, want to, uh, you know, have an outlet and compete with like-minded people who are interested in getting better and, and, uh, you know, going out and trying to run great times and, 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 uh, win some competitions and, uh, win some major group awards. Do you have a run coach? And can you tell us about this individual? Getting a coach was somewhat a controversial, uh, thing at one time, but now I can't really understand how I would sort of get along without somebody working with somebody. So originally, actually, I could say that, you know, maybe in the history of my coaching, I've only really had um, two people that I've worked with. Um, so originally, I was one of the original workers who worked with Matt Nark when he was just getting things on board. And so he helped me, you know, get to my 242 PR um, that I achieved uh, uh, quite a long time ago. Um, and, and, and really taught me some things about strength training and, and, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, exercise I can do to try to increase, uh, you know, increase my mobility and, and strength. And, you know, we cer I certainly own kettlebells because of some of the work that it did with Matt. Um, but I, right now, I'm, I'm really excited working with Jeff Guptal, who some people may know, you know, used to be somebody who lived in the area. He does some run coaching. I don't know how many people he coaches, but I think he coaches a few people in the area. And, um, and I've been working with him for a while, both, you know, pre my injury, pre pandemic, and also, you know, coming back. And um, Jeff is really great. Um, definitely, I feel like we see, you know, I see eye to eye on him on workouts. He's very conscientious about taking care of me and understanding how I'm doing and giving me the right encouragement uh, when I need it. And I think he knows how to set the workouts and set the goals to, to get the most out of me. And, um, and I think we have a good understanding between each other of what the limits are that I can push myself. And, and, um, and, and so we work... I think we're working very well together and, you know, I'm originally, I thought getting a coach, you know, at the, when I first started working with a coach, I thought, you know, that's a silly idea. I can just do this all myself. And, you know, and I, I'd, I'd say now in my wiser years, I'm like, I'm well, one, I'm a busy person. So it's hard to really go through and plan things. And then the other two is like to have somebody who's looking at what you're doing and hold yourself accountable and knowing that they're going to see how you do is like for me um, to do well. So, you know, I, I think it's great to have somebody who's thinking about those things, who under, who keeps up with the latest things training wise, and also is there to hold you accountable and, um, and also somebody to, give you, a, you know, advice that's unbiased by, um, 
you know, yourself who's, you know, in maybe closer proximity to how you're feeling and may, you may want to push yourself more and you need that person who's like going to, you know, hold you back and, and, and keep you straight on the straight and narrow when you may overdo, tend to overdo it. Um, uh, so definitely love working with Jeff and, and, uh, you know, Jeff's helped me achieve you know these 240 low 243 marathons that i've run as a as a masters has been has been great what about future goals here like as soon as well covid well covid's never going to be over i guess it's always going to be with us but um you know as things improve like what's your what's your next goal race as soon as things really start to get better and and normal races start to be more consistent oh yeah well um a couple of things so when i went to when I went to London and maybe this will sort of expand on a little bit of the London experience. Um, when I went to London, uh, one of the great things about being part of the, the, uh, the WADA world age group, uh, uh, championships was that, um, I got invited to some, uh, rings and there was people competing from all over the world. And we had like, a, um, a reception and, and, um, you know, I got to see the trophy that, uh, the trophy for the London Marathon, and I got to interact with all these people. And, and one of the really impactful things that sort of changed a, a viewpoint on some of my goals was uh, at the reception after the marathon, there was a party, and um, you know, catered, you know, uh, drinks and, and pictures, and they uh, acknowledged the like top three in each age group. Uh, but what, at the, the besides the world age group. Um, championship runners who were invited to the party were actually the the six star runners and the six star is the uh, recognition that they give that other people have done which is they've run all six of the world Age marathon uh, races so the six races uh, are you know uh, Chicago Boston and New York and the US plus London Berlin and uh, Tokyo and so, you know, after completing London, I'm halfway through that. And I was actually at a table at the reception talking to some folks, you know, very, you know, uh, you know, average everyday people who had achieved the sixth star. You know, uh, uh, one of the guys at my table, I don't think he ran any of the six star. I don't know how he got into all the races. Maybe he did some, um, you know, fundraising and stuff. But he he was like a five six hour marathon type person. And uh, but he was so excited to get up on that stage with. They gave us a special medal and some special benefits to those who run the six star. Um, so it's a special six star medal that they got. And um, so it was just great seeing all how happy these people were about running, uh, you know, all six. Majors. I was like, oh, I've already run three of those, you know, why, what would it go do the other three? And I'm still interested in running, you know, fast marathons. Um, you know, so, you know, why not, you know, I should try to look into signing up for Berlin. And I think Dee and I have always talked about running New York together at some point. And so those are maybe a couple of goal marathons that I want to go do. Um, so, uh, you know, so I'd say it's like from a marathon perspective, I want to run, I want to uh, sort of a weird goal, but I want to run under my age, two colon under my age. I'm 45. I want to run a sub 245 when I'm 45 or when I run sub 246, 46. No, um, I'll be, I'll be 46 this year. So run, I want to run under 246 you know, is, is going to be my goal. And I think definitely, definitely doable. Although I was, didn't make it into Berlin through the lottery this year. Uh, so, uh, probably my goal marathon for this year will be, um, depending on how they do the, uh, registration will be New York. So D and I should have the times to get a spot in New York. Um, just waiting to find out how they're going to do registration. So, uh, other than marathons, you know, definitely want to run. I would like to, you know, continue to try to run under close to two, 118 and a half run. You know, I like the, you know, the 15K, the 10 mile distance. So those kind of races, if I can get run under 1720 or something in the 5K, that would be, that'd be great. I had a really great end of 21 
after London and came back and ran some really great times, especially the 10K Turkey Trot was just really uh, surprised me. So uh, surprised myself. So, um, you know, definitely think I can still got a lot more that I can do. And I, I want to continue and sub-250 marathons, uh, you know, as long as I can. And just a couple of questions about, you know, your own training and uh, what your philosophies are with that. Um, you train by pace or heart rate, and what's your favorite workout to do? Uh, pace. Definitely pace. I don't do anything heart rate-wise. I sometimes look at heart rate to sort of gauge effort if I'm not if I'm doing uh, some cross training like elliptical or bike just to make sure that I'm getting up there. But I'm you know, the watch heart rate monitors and in my opinion. So yet, yeah, or at least the one I have on my Garmin 235. So um, I, I definitely do uh, do pace and times. Um, favorite workout? I mean, my favorite workout is the workout that. I well that i i run back you know in my cool down and and feel awesome like um there's just some days where you you run a great workout you really push yourself and you feel so good about it that you run back um and uh and you know you 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 don't seem like it's taken anything out of you and the the feeling after those kind of workouts is sort of great I mean, there's some workouts where you you'll get those times and you'll you'll um, you achieve what you want, but maybe you know it was super difficult and you went deep and you just crawl back. But I love the workouts where like it went so well and then you feel great on the cool down uh, when you go back when I go back to my house. So uh, you know you know you know I, I like long tempos are fun. You know, I'd say if I was, you to corner me on an answer, be, you know, uh, you know, I, when, when I ran 243, that's we did was like, a, like an hour, uh, at marathon pace. I love, love doing that. Uh, you know, it was a powerful workout and really showed me how fit I was. And what about your shoes? What shoes do you train in? And what shoes do you race in? That I don't generally train with my racers, uh, unless, I'm trying to break them in or something. So I know some people, my wife included, um, uh, like to run in their marathon shoes in workouts. And I generally run trainers and everything, uh, do everything in trainers. Um, I'll never really put on racing shoes unless they're brand new racing shoes and I want to take a few miles in a workout. So um, I run, I, I'm pretty... Um, hooked on the Hoka uh, Clifton's or the Bondi's. Um, uh, the reason I like the Hoka and the Clifton and Bondi's is is because I suffer from plantar fasciitis on occasion and I never have plantar with Hoka's. I'd say that I, I also like the Brooks Glycerin and I've been tempted back to run with the Brooks Glycerin but after a 600 miles of, uh, you know, about a shoe and a half of running on the glycerin, I tend to get planner again. And then immediately I go out and buy a Hoka shoe and within a week or two, my planner has gone. It's there. The shoes are just magical. And I'm not the only one that, that this is a common thing. When I had planner originally diagnosed, one of the things we did immediately was switch to Hoka shoes. And that's when I started running in the Hoka, got over my planner and i would say that i've talked to normal everyday people who have planner who who swear by the hoka shoes to help their planner as well so it's not just a solution for runners but also for everyday people who suffer from planner seem to get a lot of benefit from the shoes so uh people think they're sort of crazy looking but and my wife thinks that they might not be so great for me but i definitely um swear swear I, I really, I really do enjoy running in them, and I think that one of the reasons why I don't run in racing flats for workouts is, I, I definitely want to feel faster in the race, and I don't, and and if I can achieve the paces that I need to achieve for a race and a workout, wearing my trainers, then I should definitely be able to do better and have an advantage when I'm racing. And uh, I also like, uh, I like eating uh, some of the coconut milk ice cream is really good. So that uh, I just bought a little bit of that tonight at the supermarket and definitely as a, as a treat for myself to have it uh, after dinner to replace some of the candy that I was splurging on too much in 2021.
Wow, that must take a lot of willpower to uh, maintain that. So I'll have to check in with you later to see how it's going. <laughs> but yeah, you will need to, especially Easter. Easter is my favorite candy season. So I love oh. jelly beans and I love chocolate. I love those chocolate egg, the the one with the crust shell on them. You know, uh, I forget what you know the the bird eggs or whatever they are. Cadbury. Oh, I love. Yeah, no, not those. What? Not the big ones, like the little ones with the candy shell on the out. Yeah. Oh, that and that and jelly beans. Easter is like my favorite candy holiday. So, um, I, yeah, check in on me when when we get close to Easter. Yeah, I will. And I I could never give up chocolate. No, not happening. But, <laughs> no. Anyway, so um, so Aaron, uh, we've reached the part uh, where we do this the uh, the top ten this or that. Are you a morning or a night runner? I'm definitely a morning runner. I my wife is not a morning runner, and so inevitably on the weekends when we have to take our turns, uh, she wants to sleep in, and I'm the one who's. Getting and so we can get and do all the great things we want to do with our kids. So, so definitely, I'm somebody who's no problem with getting up in the morning, slapping on some shoes and shorts, and and going out and you know getting eight to ten or getting a workout in. And uh, and I definitely actually in college enjoyed doubling in the morning, going getting up and and running uh, you know three or four or five miles in the morning, uh, in between class. And how about uh, do you prefer trails or roads? Oh, roads. Uh, which is sort of sacrilege based on where I'm from uh, um, in, in, in Evergreen, which is where I'm from in Colorado. Uh, uh, we have like some really great trails uh, to run on. And, uh, and, you know, I actually, you know, when we're back, I love, do love going on running those trails that I've run on, you know, my you know whole running career. But uh can't do that in the winter time usually but um when i'm around here i i'm definitely more of a fan of running on the roads i love we live in Skiuna and we live a mile and a half from the bike path so inevitably on saturdays and sundays you'll find d and i probably separately uh but i love i love running on the bike path and i and i do love uh road running and i'm not sort of big on trail racing or anything like that. And uh, do you prefer the, the metal hardware or a t-shirt for a race? So definitely love a good t-shirt. And when so D and I um, actually spent four years and we were race director of the HMRC Delmer Dash. And one of the things that we really emphasized when we were running the race together, organizing the race together was having a great t-shirt, a t-shirt that people aren't gonna throw in the bin and uh you know, and donate or you know get some use out of it love seeing uh the shirts because it just usually reflects when you see people out there use it running in your shirt organized uh, to me it says either the race is special or that people like the look of the shirt and and so i feel like one of the things we tried at del mar was we had some great looking shirts and for workouts do you prefer track repeats or hill repeats Oh, track repeats. I love, I love, I love track. Uh, I love, you know, I do enjoy going on the track. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, given the choice, I mean, I, you know, given that we're tr mostly training for marathons, I do, you know, think it's wise to go on a bike path or the road and do your workouts. But, but I do love, you know, the symmetry of the track and, and, and going around and having something that you can measure and, and, uh, and stuff. So definitely, uh, love getting to the track when we can, uh, when we can make it. And this next one is a really tough decision for me, but coffee or beer? Well, uh, I'm also gluten-free now. So, uh, and I don't drink coffee. So, but I would say beer, I allow myself a beer every once in a while, even though it's usually not gluten-free. Uh, but uh, I don't, we, we, Dee and I don't drink that often, but I would say neither of us drinks coffee and I've never really had coffee in my entire life. So I, I do like coffee ice cream. So take coffee flavored ice cream over beer flavored ice cream, but, uh, but definitely beer as a drink of coffee. And when out running by yourself, do you wear headphones? Or you prefer, do you prefer the voices and sounds around you? 
So I definitely prefer talking to people. And, you know, one of the great pleasures of the pandemic has been the fact that my wife and I working from home, we've spent a lot of lunch times going out and runs together. And that's definitely been like one of the the big motivators for each other to have each other there to go do um, to go do our runs, whether they're easy runs or whether uh, for D, whether it's a workout that I can help her get through. So uh, I, but I, 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 lay, I wasn't a big headphone guy for a long time. And then I got aftershocks and I really love them. Uh, I'm wearing them now. And uh, and I definitely whenever I'm out there by myself, have, you know, or out there listening to a podcast or listening to some music or starting. Definitely. I definitely have gone from somebody who liked being out there with the noises and the sounds to, you know, enjoying having headphones on and, uh, you know, and definitely having these wireless technologies that we have now, uh, makes it a lot easier to to do that so i'm definitely uh, more of a headphone guy than i used to be and when doing strength training do you prefer working hammies more or glutes uh i don't do much i don't do much strength training on here problem for me uh i definitely have more problems with my hammies than my glutes <laughs> uh, um I definitely have some hammy problems probably right now, and I had them in the marathon. So hammies are definitely my biggest, um, maybe my kryptonite right now that I need to work on. Um, I I like, actually, I, to be honest, with straight training, I've been enjoying working my arms more, and, and, and pull-ups are sort of the thing that I got into in the pandemic. Like, I, I'll be honest, I didn't think I could do pull-up a pull-up ever uh, and couldn't do one in college, you know, when I was a kid, couldn't do one in college. Um, but I figured it out and I can do sets of seven. I got up to sets of seven during the pandemic. When you're in a long race, like a half marathon or marathon, maybe you had a little bit too much dinner the night before, uh, you know, it's coming back or it's coming back to haunt you in some way. Do you puke it up or suck it up and keep going? I'll definitely suck it up. I've never, I don't think I've ever, puked it up <laughs> to be to say I you know I've definitely uh you know definitely when I've I've never had an issue or and probably couldn't understand an issue where somebody had to you know leave their lunch at the side of the at the finish line the side of the road or at the finish line so definitely suck it up you know do you prefer frostbite or the treadmill oh that, I would say I'd say the it the 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 frostbite as long as the roads aren't hazardous, it's cold. I, I, but, but like the way the conditions were the last uh, couple weeks around here, it was it was downright dangerous to be on the roads with all the ice that was around. My 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 driveway just unfroze today, and it had basically black ice everywhere. So, but I definitely. I, I, I actually, there's sort of a famous ARE picture, it's a picture on Facebook that I took on a, on a run that we did, an ARE run we did that was zero degrees out when I, you know, and I, we stopped and somebody took a picture of me and I've just got icicles off my eyes and, you know, uh, you know, everywhere. So definitely, uh, maybe I'm a little bit not as tough guy as I was in my thirties, but I, I don't mind going out there in the, in the cold. And uh, final question: Do you prefer start or finish of a race? Uh, that's a that, I, that's a profound. Maybe it's a profound question. Maybe it's a psychology. Um, uh, you know, um, you know, I like, I like, I like the finish. You know, I like, I like completing things. And I like, I like, you know, uh, you know, coming in and being able to push yourself to the max. You know, start. You know, is there's there's some nerves and in uncertainty, and maybe you know that's probably not as attractive to me as you know, sort of being done and and accomplishing something. So definitely, I think finish. I would be interested to see how that question is pulling amongst your uh, listeners. <laughs> uh, some people, you know, I, personally for myself, I love the start of a race because everybody's gathered together. There's a lot of anticipation. Um, and of course, uh, interesting perspective. Yeah, it's it, and 
on the flip side of that, it's good to be rewarded at the end, you know, with that finish line that comes up from the distance. Uh, and of course with the bigger races, that's much nicer because there's all these people around myself. I'll be running Boston this April and I can't wait to see what the crowd is like. Um, what was it like when you ran, when you ran Boston your last time? Was was it, is this your first Boston, Mike? Yes, it is. It'll be my, Oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. My second marathon, but my first Boston. (laughs) Oh, Well, great. Yeah. Um, oh, um, you know, to, to, I, I mean, I'll answer your question maybe in more in general and then, and then we can talk about Boston for a second. I, you know, one of the things I, you know, and maybe, I don't know if this is an experience that other runners have, but I think in the marathon distance, you go through like ups and downs and, you know, ha- I've done you know, 13 or 14 marathons. I, I don't know how many, but something like 13 or 14. And, and, um, and I think sometimes when you go deep, um, you can have some sort of, you can have some lows and some highs and, and it can be sort of, you know, I don't know, like there have been times when I've been, you know, like very emotional during in the middle of a race a, a, a marathon race and i think you know sort of transitioning that thought to boston you know there's there is a lot of emotion and goosebumps and things that you'll feel there because of the because of the crowds and stuff like i did uh the last time i ran was uh 29 yeah yeah 2019 yeah um i believe um and so um uh, and I, I also did in uh, 2010 and, and 2016. So the uh, you know the the things that sort of the memories I've have of those marathons, like the first time you get to the top of of and come down off of the hill, and and you if you're feeling good, like man, I'm thinking about the first time I did Boston, and I came down and sort of raced off that. Uh, the last hill, uh, you know, um, um, it, you know, the, that sort of was goosebumpy, um, sort of coming down there. And especially when you feel good sort of coming off there, I've, I've had some other times where I've come off that hill at Boston, haven't felt very good. So it hasn't been, you know, as much of an enjoyable experience, but I just remember sort of racing down that hill, um, uh, uh, you know, the last Newton Hill and, and, and heartbreak and and uh in just how in exciting that was to do you certainly there's all these great crowds uh when you get closer and uh you know that's exciting i think it's also that the crowds are spaced out enough when you're doing boston that you can actually see people like um, my section manager or ex-section manager was out there w- watching his daughter and i saw him multiple times during the race cheering me on uh, you know, at different points of the race, and I don't know how I was able to get around there. So, it it is great, and also you know, passing you know Williams College and watching all these you know this roar that's up ahead that you get up to with all these people cheering you on. Not sorry, not Williams College, but um, what is the what is the place where the college where everybody um um you don't know, Mike. <laughs> I'm. Oh. I can, don't know off the top of my head. No. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting. But there's a college where everybody, uh, where the uh, you know, historically, uh, they they you can run over there and get a kiss from one of the college girls, um, uh, but you can hear the roar of that section ahead before you get there, and and it's just fabulous. Uh, so that and then and then there are some quiet times in there. I'd say the first time I did it. I didn't. I felt like the new the 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 heartbreak wasn't like such a big deal. But then the second and third time, <laughs> you know, definitely felt the pain of heartbreak. Um, you know, you know, during those races. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's 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 definitely a great experience and way I would say way different than you know the experience of like Chicago, for example. Um, and and but maybe not as populated with crowds as London or the first half of Chicago. First half of Chicago is just mob people. 
uh, along the road and just total cheering. And, and the same with London, like there's people everywhere. It's, it's fabulous. Wow. Hey, thanks for, thanks for sharing the experience. I, I really appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners also appreciate that. Um, one final question, Aaron, uh, do you have any advice for a new novice runner? Oh yeah. Find, find people, find people to run with at your speed. I think for all of us, it makes life so much easier to find people to, to do it with. And that, you know, that's sort of the, the great thing about the ARE club, um, is it's the way to find other people who enjoy running and who can be at your speed and, and you can find camaraderie out there. So I think, I think, you know, uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many tips and things, you know, make sure you run on good shoes and all those kind of, you know, technical stuff, but, uh, you know, make sure you don't run too long on your shoes. But I'd say, you know, um, the one thing is probably finding people to run with, to be there with you, to, uh, to make, get you out there every day. I think that's what can help somebody who's just getting started uh, to stay with it and, and, and get better. And then as you get better, you find other people to run with that will, you know, if your goal is getting better and faster, you can find other people to run with to push you to, you know, go faster and further. So. Aaron, uh, it's been great having you on the five run eight podcast. I really appreciate you being here and I'll see you at the next race. And I think we're we're competing again, both of us, in uh, Syracuse in March for the USA to Get Fasters Championship. Yep, it's uh, looking forward to it. It's a uh... thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Five Run Eight Podcast. And just as a side note, the college that we were trying to think about before is Wesley College in Boston, Massachusetts. Tune in next time when I'll be talking to another runner from the 5 Run 8 area code.